Hello, my beautiful friends. This is episode one of season two of For Eternity and Until. I have been in great anticipation for this day. I've been praying for you. We took a couple months to plan and prepare and pray. And I really feel like my team and I have a greater sense of clarity when it comes to the direction and the mission and the message of who we are and what we are doing here at For Eternity and Until. And you're such an important part. You have been prayed for intimately by us and our team. And we can't wait to see what God is going to awaken in you as you understand God's word and how it applies to your life. Our mission here at For Eternity and Until is to help women understand what it looks like to live for eternity in every moment until we arrive there. And that's through understanding God's word, engaging in godly community, and living the life that God really designed us to live for. And this season in For Eternity and Until Season 2 is going to look a lot different than Season 1. A few key changes is that we are no longer going to be facilitating the Bible studies here on this podcast. Instead, we're moving them to more intimate places where you can connect with community, go through um, the book of the Bible. We're actually preparing Ephesians to launch. And um if you want to be a part of that, you can go to foreternityandunthill.com to learn more about that. It's going to sound and look a lot like what we went through in 1 Corinthians in season one, but it comes with a PDF to download with it. And um, each chapter is split into 30 minute or less little audio clips that you listen to with your Bible. And it's going to be really an awesome resource for those of you who are already gathering together and using this podcast and using the resources through For Eternity and Until to dive into God's word in a more um, intimate and personable way and in, in more depth way too. So many of you reached out to us in the last season and said, this was the very first time that you ever listened or read through an entire book of the Bible before in your in your life. And I am just so incredibly honored to be the first one to sit on a sunroom couch with you, virtually speaking, and open up the Bible and help you understand it a little bit better. God is so good and he's so faithful to use us in our gifts and he is going to meet you in this season of For Eternity Until, both on the podcasts and on the Bible studies through our website. And um, I just want to encourage you to prepare your heart really, truly, There's some incredible stories that are coming your way of women that are walking out this good work that I can't wait to showcase for you. Now that we have covered the nuts and bolts, let's dive into the very first episode and lay the foundation for the conversations that we're going to have here in season two. You're listening to For Eternity and Until where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori Mayhine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started. All right, so a few months ago, I walked up one of the hills in my property. We have 40 acres just south of Nashville, Tennessee. I took my Bible with me because I was feeling extra emotional. 2020 really did come with so many curveballs, right? It was hard to keep up. And uh, 
with the shifting circumstances, we were all almost clinging for, you know, the hope of the end of this season. It will happen with the election. This will all be over with the new year. This will all be over when school goes back into session. And all of us obviously are still here navigating so much of the aftermath of what we all endured together in 2020. And I came to God on my hill, overlooking the sun setting just beyond the hills on the other side of my property. And I brought my Bible with me and I opened up to the book of Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes is one of my all-time favorite books of the Bible because Solomon voices so many of the questions that I often have in the depths of my heart before God. And being named the wisest man in the Bible and the wisest man who had ever lived, who penned most of the Proverbs and penned some of the other wisdom books in the Old Testament, I often come back to the things that he says because one of the core values in my life is this quest for wisdom and not just my wisdom, but the wisdom that comes from God. And if you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, which I promise at some point we will have a Bible study on Ecclesiastes that we'll all go through together. Um, But you see that sometimes he approaches these questions that he gives to God through his own human wisdom and understanding and his own uh, methods that don't work out very well. But there's this very famous piece of scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that I want to read with you today that sets the framework for the conversations that we're going to have within the boundaries of this theme of living for eternity in our until. Literally, Solomon is asking this question, what does it look like to live for eternity in our everyday moments until we get there? And he poetically uh, compares some of these contrasting experiences that we experience in our lives. So Ephesians, or sorry, not Ephesians, Ecclesiastes chapter three, I'm going to read verses one through eight. If you're listening, I just want you to close your eyes and pay attention. If you have your Bible, I want you to open it up and I want you to find it here and read it with me. Verse one says, for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under the sun, a time to be born, a time to die a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. It especially stood out to me while I was sitting there and reading this on my hill in the midst of this COVID season that there's a time to embrace, and then there's a time to refrain from embracing. (laughs) I kind of chuckled to myself when I read that. But this ministered to me so deeply in my heart because in our lives, until we reach eternity, we're always going to be stuck between these opposite experiences. 
I have a friend that just uh, had a family member pass away and then give birth to their daughter in the same week, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to reap a harvest for what you've planted, and then also a time to pluck it up and start over. There's time for healing. There's time for breaking down and building up. There's a time and a place to weep before God and enter into the choice of lamenting, naming our hurt, naming our need before God and receiving grace. And there's also a time to laugh and to, you know, enter into the fullness of joy that God has for us. A time to seek, a time to tear, a time to sow. You, you, you read it with me. You guys got, get the jest. But there are so many opposing situations that we often live our lives right in the middle of that causes us a little bit of turmoil within the framework of our limited perspective as humans. Oftentimes I ask myself, I, I, I'm asking God alone in my prayer closet or up on my hill or in my sunroom or whatever, like, what are you doing right now? This doesn't feel right. And I hear him whisper, for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. There is a time and a place for all of these things, Tori. I am in the midst of all of these things, Tori. Now let's keep reading because verses 9 through 15 are really where I read it and I just sat there and I was like, wow, what a perfect description of what I'm hoping to give to you through this process of, you know, for eternity and until through the work that we're doing here as a community. So verse 9 says, what gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business of that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. So he's reflecting back on all these, you know, contrasting things. He's like, what do we gain from all of this? You know, you're born and then you just die. You, you know, keep silent, then you speak, and then there's war and there's peace. And it's like, what's the point? I have seen that God has given the children of man many things to be busy with. These are the things that fill our lives. But verse 11 is the verse that made me stop in my tracks. Solomon says, God has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from beginning to end. So how does God make all of these things beautiful within its time? He does it through the process of setting eternity in our hearts so that we're always put in a position where we need to receive faith from God, a new measure of belief, a a need that's met by his grace. He's made everything beautiful in its time because this eternity that exists within our heart, we cannot, cannot discover what God has done from the beginning until the end. There's no way for us to know. So within the framework of this eternal perspective, we discover our purpose, that God has a bigger plan set in motion that is so bigger than what our human understanding could ever fathom. And because our trust and our faith and our hope and our joy and our comfort reside in Jesus, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, 
and has given us every heavenly blessing, it says in Ephesians, as a result, then we're able to go through the toil of our day and find joy. That's what it says here after verse 11. He says, he's made everything beautiful in his time. He's put eternity in the hearts of man so that we can't find out what God has done from beginning to end. That's verse 11. But verse 12 says, I perceived that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all this toil. This is God's gift to man. When we are living for eternity in our until, there is a joy that cannot be robbed by the shifting changes of circumstances. We always have a reason to rejoice because our, our eyes are fixed on Jesus, who is authoring and perfecting our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of the Father, which gives us an eternal hope, an eternal perspective, and a place set with him in heavenly places. Verse 14 says, I perceived that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it. Nothing could be taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before him. God is in our midst and he is working all of these things in your life together. Everything that you went through in 2020, everything you've gone through so far in 2021, in your life, in your story, when you engage with the story that God is writing on your behalf and understanding your place in this eternal uh, narrative, this, this story that began in Genesis, ends with Revelation, and you are a part of this. We, we tremble before God, not out of this fear of punishment, but in awe and wonder for who he is. It says that the beginning of wisdom is in the fear of the Lord. Those are the words of Solomon in Proverbs. So he he does this e- eternal work and we exist within these this eternal work. Nothing can be changed in what God has done. It endures forever. Nothing could be added to it or taken from it. Verse 15, and then we'll wrap it up. That which is already has been, that which is to be, already has been and God seeks what has been driven away that which is already has been that which is to be already has been God seeks what has been driven away now for many of us our attention what we pursue is in the future. It's just a few hours ahead of us. It's just a few days or months or years ahead of us. Or our attention is fixed on the past, what already has been, the hurt that has been done against our souls. But faith only lives in this present moment and in eternity, whereas fear lives just a few days and months and moments ahead of us and in the past. So God seeks what has been driven away. God seeks after what we are pursuing, after our heart. What already has been, has been. What will be, we don't know. 
We can't perceive it. God has not revealed it to us. But in the midst of this moment, right here, right now, we can actually embrace this journey of faith, receive this faith as a gift from God, and enter fully into the perspective of eternity in our everyday moments until we get there. Whether you're taking care of babies or if you are driving to work or wherever you are right now, there is an eternal purpose that is playing out within your life. If you have breath in your lungs, then God has need of you here on earth. Nothing happens on accident. And whatever circumstances that you're navigating through, death, life, sowing, reaping, planting, pulling up, We're all navigating through our own set of circumstances and trials and triumphs. Just know that right here in this moment, you have a choice to fix your eyes on eternity and allow God to author and perfect your faith right here in this moment for what's coming. You can't know what's ahead. What's done has already been finished and in Christ has been forgiven and sealed and covered by his blood. So we have the freedom right here in this moment to enter in to the fullness of joy, the pleasure of God's presence, and an understanding of our purpose in light of eternity. That's what I hope every single one of you listening to this podcast walks away from within this next season and in the years, Lord willing to come, that we continue these conversations, drawing you in and bridging the gap between your natural life and your spiritual life. Too many of us are, you know, consider our spiritual selves to be, you know, I'm at church and I'm doing my Bible study and, you know, like check the boxes off of our spiritual life. But really your spiritual growth happens in your everyday natural moments. It happens through parenting and marriage and dealing with coworkers and navigating stress and, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in and through the the ins and outs and ups and downs of your story, no matter how messy or clean or polished, I'm assuming really it's probably all just a big old mess because that's just the way that God is. He uses our mess and he um, works it together for his glory. He can use you, your story, your giftings, your talents, your place in life on this earth, your age, your gender, your abilities, your body, like literally all of this, God has use for. And so I pray that you would enter in. That's my prayer for you before we talk about anything else here on this podcast. Enter into this eternal perspective, this weight of glory that God has over your life and see yourself in this bigger picture. I can't wait for the rest of this season. You guys, it's going to be so good. I'll talk to you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you have a second, leave a review or post a comment here on the podcast page. It helps this podcast to be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide. I cannot wait until next week and I'll talk to you soon.